This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy Friday, everybody. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. That was a quick week, right? Yeah, we had Monday off. That's right, Steve. So great memory. Yeah, that's one of my resolutions is to remember stuff from earlier in the week. Awesome. More and work it into conversation. That's so great. You're, you're crushing it though. Yeah. It right now. Seriously. Yeah, start. That's beautiful. What was your word of the year again? Intention. Intention. Holly's was fun and yes. mine was follow through. Yes. Hmm. Coming off of your <laughs> your word from 2022, which was resistance. Correct. Killed okay. it last year. <laughs> Just ask people, hey, Donna, do you want to get together? Mm. Nah. That's funny. Donna, do you want to go to the gym? <sighs> no. It was good. I can think of many instances where you actively resisted. You know, you're reminding me, too. I heard uh, you guys talking on the morning show, Holly, about um, what did you, instead of FOMO, Oh, yeah. Jomo. Jomo. And, and, and Romo. And Romo. That's oh, me. Oh, Jomo. Jomo is joy of missing yes. out. Yes. Correct. What's Romo? Um, something I, similar. Yes, it was something similar. I already look. It's I'm. You're okay. You're safe <laughs> okay. here. You don't have to remember stuff. That's. No, you're doing oh, okay. We love you, Holly. But anyway, it comes down to the joy of missing out. Yes. And that is totally me. Like when people cancel plans, I am so excited. Yes. <laughs> Just I, like cool. I totally <laughs> no agree. No worries. It, Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. all good. <laughs> I was trying to look up joy. what I tried to look up what Romo stands I for. I need to call Alexis, Alexis in here. Hold on a second. All right. The Holly's problem go is Alexis and we'll Well, and I looked it up on Bing. So, you know that didn't Oh, no, Bing, Bing sucks. What the heck is Bing? What did they do at Bing when they made it? They went, let's give Google a run for their money. I know that was the original intent, but boy. I shouted at Alexis. What did we find out? Romo is relief of missing out. Yes, yes, Yes. that's perfect. I feel like mine is more Romo than Jomo. It just feels like, okay, good. I get this night back. The week just went from busier to less busy. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm team Romo. I get you. I get you. Hey, you know, we started the show pretty much every day this week talking about Damar Hamlin and, uh, you know, his health status as of right now, because he is hospitalized in critical condition. Um, Of course, Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, um, who was seriously uh, had a medical emergency on the field uh, at their last game. And he is awake and communicating on paper. So he's able to, I guess, write mm-hmm. his uh, thoughts. He can't speak yet. 
because he's still on a ventilator. And as of Wednesday night, he actually asked doctors who won Monday night's game. Isn't that something? I mean, like, ever the athlete, ever the competitor wakes up, comes to who won the game. Because think about DeMar Hamlin's situation. His last memory, very likely, is being on the football field Mm -hmm. and a Mm -hmm. player coming toward him. And then the next thing he probably has an awareness of is waking up in the hospital. And I don't know yet, and it's not clear yet, if his if he has been made aware of the severity of the situation, um, how much his family has been able to share with him regarding the what has happened, the worldwide response to what happened to him. I don't know. I don't know if he knows that his that his toy drive that had that goal of twenty five hundred oh, has sure. raised millions. I don't know if they if he knows that they did CPR on him for so long because I would imagine here I am talking as a doctor though I'm not a doctor when somebody comes to after a traumatic event like that which was cardiac arrest right after he made a tackle and then you've been unconscious for a couple of days that you probably want to really ease them back into information sort of like hey you're sure. safe here now the doctors did respond to him he wrote down who won the game and they said you did. You won the game of life. Like nice. this was this huge thing. But I don't know. I'm I'm curious what sort of uh, how aware he is, how cognizant he is, and what details he knows at this point. But the uh, NFL did announce they will. They are not going to reschedule this game, and that of course is the footnote. Obviously, Demar Hamlin's health and well being was first and foremost. That being said, there is a very logistical side to this in the big business that is the National Football League, and the unique timing of this is that in order to redo a game, this weekend is the final weekend of the regular season, and the following week is when the playoffs begin. And all of the, the both teams involved, the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, what's interesting is they were both in contention going into last week to still get the number one overall spot in the playoffs and here's why that matters for two reasons a you get a bye week during the first week of the playoffs you don't have to play watch the others fight it out for a chance to play you and b home field advantage which is a great thing particularly late in the playoffs so when people had these questions of how can they do it can they reschedule it you just can't from a logistical standpoint and so what's going to happen is these two teams the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, they'll just end up playing one less game than, in this case, the most pertinent team in this conversation is the Kansas City Chiefs, who have the number one seed, Patrick Mahomes, and his team. But you you have to play this weekend, and then you can't put the game like on Wednesday of next week because, A, it would be a short recovery time, and, B, they'd have to play again the next weekend in the playoffs. And so I think the NFL's okay, hands so were really both tied. In the, both in the playoffs is what you're saying. They will both, both be in the playoffs. They're already in the playoffs. Already in the playoffs. Okay, so that's taken care of. So that's not going to be an issue. Now Correct. it's just what you're saying is like the ranking, the seating. The seating, yeah, where they are, and which again dictates where the games are played. I and see. if you play in the first week. I haven't looked at a rundown. There could be an outside chance that Buffalo still gets the number one spot. I don't think Cincinnati will be able to have a chance at the number one overall spot. Um, but it's kind of like in baseball when your team, like the Twins, can be half a game back from another team simply because they've played one less game. See, okay. You know All what right. I'm saying? Yep. But yep. it's yep. unprecedented in right. the NFL. It is, oh, and by the way, of much less consequence, but still a point of conversation that is happening. Uh, this was uncharted territory as well for 
fantasy football leagues. Now, listen, we've already led with the fact that DeMar Hamlin's health is first and foremost, but the ripples of all of this logistically has spilled into fantasy football where people, most of the championship weeks were last weekend, and there were a lot of uh, fantasy football-worthy players on both the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And so those games just stopped, too. Whether or not there was money on the line, big money, little money, for the most part, they just stopped where they were, whatever points you had, you had, and now the rest of the game is canceled. But it was was an interesting thing to watch the, uh, the logistics play out in the aftermath of just the the terrible thing that happened with Demar Hamlin on the field, so yeah, yeah it's been a yeah. wild week, man. And I guess they're meeting today. Officials are meeting today to figure out some of those issues. So, okay. all right, glad I'm I'm glad he's making oh like m- remarkable progress. That's that's amazing. Yeah, when doctors use that kind of language, remarkable. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. You want to hear the doctors saying that kind of right. stuff because they. They choose their words wisely right? when giving updates. So that's sure. very, very positive. All right. On that note, uh, oh, did you try your pasta yesterday, Steve? You're dang right I did. Yes, who did too? This girl. Did, did you really? I did indeed. Did you go to the store and buy some? You bet your bottom dollar at it. We discovered a new sort of pasta last night that I randomly opened a, a, a cupboard yesterday and thought, I've never seen that and I want to eat that. We will tell you what the pasta was, and if you know what we're talking about already and you, you tried it, email us, Don and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com. You can call us if you want, 651-641-1071. Pasta talk. Hey, we waited to talk about pasta until the second block. I feel good. Yesterday, we led with lice. Today, second block, pasta. That's improvement, everybody. Stay with us, Don and Steve on MyTalk. Remarkable my talk. improvement. <laughs> hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment Steve discovered a new pasta recently introduced it to all of us and many of us went out and bought some and decided to try it I posted on my Instagram yesterday to a picture of it because what caught me was the the shape of it turns out there is a uh, docu series show something Called the shape of pasta. Yeah, that was on that. What do you call that little mini? Oh, the little thing that Dawn used to like, that flibby or something? Yes. Quibby? Quibby. Quibby. And Dawn loved the shape of pasta. She loved, I mean, you, the, the, the series. She thought it was fabulous. She loved all things Quibby, though. But and she that, was literally the only person in the lower 48 <laughs> states who loved Quibby. It was, they, they killed that thing after like three months. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway. Somebody said, oh, you got to watch this if you're amazed by the shape of ratatory pasta. Donna, we were, I posted on Instagram said, tell me how you would describe the shape of this. <laughs> a lot of people saying spirally. Donna said Mm-mm. Gumby. She saw a bunch of Gumby standing next to each other. I'll tell you what, though. If you look at it in the right way with them on their side, somebody said something that I think is the most mm-hmm. apropos. I agree. Cowboy hats stacked on one another. Mm-hmm. And you really see that. But what they really are modeled after is a radiator. That is correct. They look like chubby caterpillars. Oh, I like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Holly wasn't here during the radiator pasta conversation yesterday. And ratatory is the Italian word for radiator. Radiator. That looks so good. It's so good. What? It does not look like a radiator, though. If if at least like a home radiator, you know, like the radiators people have to heat their homes. Yeah, I think it does. 
No, it looks too thin. It m- looks much more like a, a shock in a car. Okay, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, we got to do car talk. You come over. I'll pop the hood on my uh, CRV. Four cylinders, raw power. <laughs> All right, we could do it in the parking lot. I don't have to come over. I just thought it'd be a way for us to connect on the weekends yeah, to do I'm car sure. work together. Fine. Anyway. Um, anyway, so it had this interesting shape, and we were like, let's try it today. Yeah. So I knew I wasn't going to find it somewhere like Cub. And you, sure. your wife got it at Target, so I went to Target in search of it, and I got a little worried for a minute, but I did find it. I did cook it, and it's really good. I like, what I like about it is how chunky it is. Yes, yes. It, I don't love your word there, but I know what you're saying, and I right. agree. It's a little, it's chunky. You could put like, you could go three deep on a fork, and because they're kind of little squares, right, or little rectangles, aside from aside from the three D portion of it, okay, it, it's yeah. about the size yeah. of a you know, a, I don't know. It, it's almost like if a nah, see, it's it, it's tough to describe. You know, like a, a rigatoni has some girth to it. You yeah. know, it would almost Fact. be like if 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 the if the uh, rigatoni had ribs. On the inside. Sure. It's like a grub, you know, when Ew. Timon and Pumbaa and yes. the Lion King hey, yes. no, are eating a grub. Caterpillars to grubs. Yes. That's what it looks like. She's what? right. Okay, it's kind of got the, the height of a shell. You know what I mean? The height of a shell. You know, shell like pasta. Shell, shell oh. pasta. Okay. So it's like that size, but it's just kind of 3D. Yeah. It's Ratatouille. whatever it is. I had it last night and I really liked the I'm going to say there's bounce in the chew. Yes. You know what I'm saying, Queen? Bounce Wait, in the chew. There's bounce in the chew, which isn't the best way to describe it, but certainly feels better than chunky. And when you get it like I we did you do a red sauce? I did. I just did a I just grabbed a jar from we did Target. A jar. Yeah, and yeah. I just went. Okay, I just want it and then I put Great a Parmesan. lot of yes, a lot. <laughs> Queen, I know you. Little salt. Oh, yeah, so good. I, Simple. I don't. We we did it al dente. Yeah, I think I did too. And by we, I, I should say Lou. I was in bed, and then I came down to the smell of pasta. It was like the cartoon scent, you know, that goes through the air and then grabs you by the nose, and you're like, "What is it?" And it was pasta, and I was just so happy that it was happening. And uh, I just thought it was great. I want to have more of it. May I ask this question, Donna? Was it more notably more expensive than other pastas? And the reason I asked was the packaging at Target was very... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
very nice. It was from their bronze collection, hashtag good and gather. And it had this black label on it with oh, some yeah. bronze writing. Very it looked nice. really nice. I would say it was like three forty nine for the bag. That's not mm. a lot, right? No, we're doing a meal there for probably all told less than ten bucks when right? you include the sauce and everything. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I recommend it. People still doing prego and ragu and stuff? Still uh, on the shelves. You know which one I really like? Um, oh, gosh. What's it called? There's a pasta sauce and, uh, oh, gosh. Well, when you Bertoli? Wanna, ooh, with Rouse, when you want to get fancy and you want to splurge on your pasta sauce, and they have this at Target, too. It's Rouse. R-A-O. Apostrophe S. Okay. Really? Yeah, what's, it, I, what's going on? What it's is just, it, it doesn't have a lot of the added stuff in it. Get the okay. spicy one. Use it when I make my meatballs in the crock pot when I'm getting extra fancy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I do Classico. Classico. Yeah. Tomato I think, and basil. Yeah, we did a very basic one um, yesterday. Now, we did do some ground meat. You know, we had been doing burgers in the cast iron. I mean, I was like, are we going to do burgers again? Are we do, do, is, do, all, do we only do burgers in cast iron now? Is that dinner in 2023? But she ground that sucker up and got it in there. So I like some kind of a meat push back. Holly, you haven't been with the show, but let me just tell you this. You like Italian food, I I gather? Oh, of course. There is a food that I had. Donna, you're going to roll your eyes on the back of your head, but I had a dinner in New York last year that was, uh, it was called Capalacci al Fungi. Ooh, And it was the greatest. It was this, there was a truffle situation happening in it. And the, the sauce, I would say, it doesn't photograph well. The sauce almost plays brown. And it was the greatest. It was the peak of the Italian food mountain for me. And I felt like I had literally made the ascent to Everest and stood on the peak and said, all other Italian food will never live up to it. And then a few months later, mm-hmm. back in New York, try it again, maybe even better. Oh, okay, I just had an experience like that, too, God, where man. I was like, holy cow. It was in Montclair, New Jersey, and the it's a like a pizza joint called Apis. And I had like eggplant parmesan and and polenta and some other, I don't remember if it was peppers or something. I mean, it was just, it was so good. It was Mm. better than the pizza. The appetizers were like, holy cow, is this place so good. Yeah, when Italian food hits the mark, there is nothing There's no turning back. Nope. So good. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Of all the different genres of food... What, at its best, is the best? Hollywood argue probably Italian food. Italian, Italian or Japanese. Okay. Mm, so, no, no, totally different flavor profiles yeah. here. But yeah, you get Japanese. I might argue Thai food at its peak mm-hmm. is sort of mind-bending, and you're like, maybe there's nothing better than this. Then again, American barbecue. If you get that done right, you've got some brisket that is just, oh my gosh. I had brisket over Christmas break at my, oh, my buddy whose name is uh, Riga, Riga Tony. His last name is Tony. We call him Riga Tony, and he now owns Big Rigs Barbecue in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, his brisket that I had was... I couldn't believe how good it was. It was so great. But I'd like to be a judge in a food competition of different genres of food. They should make that a show. Put it Who's out in the universe. <laughs> they should make that a show. That'd be okay, great. The cool. Battle of Food Genres or something. We'll workshop the title. Italian Tonight it's Italian versus American barbecue. Tomorrow it's 
Chinese versus some other one. Thai? See? Oh, okay. okay, barbecue, Bye. whatever. All right, I'm going to take off. I got to go. No, I got to go first. No, we'll be right back. With something worth noting, think of this as a public service announcement. If you are injured in an accident, God forbid, of course, just want to point out that one of the first things you should do is contact an experienced personal injury attorney like my friend Mike Bryant and Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, I've learned a lot about how important it is to have someone on your side advising you. And when you get a hold of Mike, he's going to set up a meeting where you can discuss your case. It's free of charge. And if he does believe you do have a case, it still won't cost you anything unless there is an actual settlement. Let me point out that research shows, on average, unrepresented individuals received in their pocket a third of the compensation as those who are properly represented. That is an important stat to keep in mind. Being injured can be devastating on so many levels, not just physically, but also emotionally and financially, and it could take a toll on the whole family. Uh, If, God forbid, you ever need a personal injury attorney, contact Mike at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey guys, welcome back. Happy Friday. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. So, Steve is on a documentary kick. Yeah, I watch stuff right now. You're learning? I'm learning stuff. Good. I have a. I sent this out as homework last night, too. Holly, after you left, it's like your mom picked you up early from school before the teacher started issuing all the homework. So we had the full here's what you need to make for dinner tonight. <laughs> And then I had, after you eat your ratatory pasta, you should consider watching these two documentaries. These are, um, it's a part of a docuseries. This came out, it's not new. It came out in um, 2019. And it's called The Secret Life. And I watched two of these. The Secret Life of the Cruise Ship. And The Secret Life of the World's Busiest Airport, which is Atlanta. Um, It was... The, the Secret Life of the Cruise Ship. Have you both cruised before? Mm-hmm. I have okay. not. Oh, you've not? I have never been on a cruise ship. Are you anti-cruising? Because some people feel that way before they've even stepped foot, and I understand that. No, I've just never had the opportunity. Okay. This, you might enjoy watching this, Holly. It's, I think it's less than an hour. I feel like it's about, it was probably an hour if it was ever on television, and maybe it was in the BBC or something like that. But um, they just show you all of the inner workings of a cruise ship and the amount of work that it takes for these things to to function for the most part to stay for people to stay healthy on them like the excuse me the amount of sanitizing that is done on these is really crazy the amount of food that they have to get on these cruise ships before they set sail is remarkable and it turns out cruise ships your first time on a cruise ship, you're really taken by the size of them because you'll be in the main atrium or main lobby. They could have a little shopping district uh, on this ship, and you can truly forget that you are on the water, that you're on a boat, all of it. It can just fly out of your mind because of how big these places are, but it turns out there's an underbelly to them as well that's even in many ways, feels bigger. They they have this tunnel way, kind of like Disney World has this. There's a full grid of hallways and offices underneath the ground level at Disney oh, World. Right, right, yeah. And they have the same kind of thing on a cruise ship. 
and they're you know it all comes down to their engine rooms what do they do with all of the waste how do they filter things out how do they prepare for three you know dining room um sittings in a row bang 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 it's just it's intriguing and the turnaround day which that's what they call the day when a cruise ship comes back and that saturday morning let's say six thousand people have to get off of this ship and then that afternoon six thousand new people get on that ship and even down to the fact of like uh oh We've got eight passengers who still are not here. There's a plane that is just landing that has two of our passengers on it. They track all of that stuff. Oh, wow. You hear from the cruise directors. You hear from entertainers on the ship and see their preparation uh, that goes into it. What's happening with buffet dining? What's happening with laundry? The, The laundry operation that they have on these cruise ships is really an undertaking. And it's just, if you like cruising or have been interested in going on a cruise, it's interesting. It'd be particularly interesting, I think, if you've never been on a cruise before and you watched it and then you kind of know that stuff going in. Because I tell you, maybe we're just simple people or maybe it's because they are really modern marvels. One of the topics of conversation that carries on throughout the whole week, anytime you're on a cruise, generally has to do with the ship where you're sitting down with friends. You're at the bar at night or out on a chaise near the pool midday and you're thinking, as a guy walks by, I wonder how many hours he's going to be working today. How many drinks is he going to refill today? I saw that person here, and then I saw them in a totally different department. They changed their shirts, and now they're mm. working. You're just sort of fascinated by all of it. So it's called The Secret Life of Cruise Ships. It's on Amazon Prime. It's the Secret Life of the World's Busiest Airport. I didn't think it was quite as good, okay. but it was still quite interesting. They go to Atlanta, where they have they have a plane departing or landing every 15 seconds at atlanta's airport wow that's an active that's an active airport that absolutely i had to rewind it because i was like ah that's probably not right that's right they every 15 seconds a plane touches down or takes off in atlanta they show you what happens to your bags they show you another secret area how about this you know how pilots and flight attendants they'll be at the airport they might be changing planes that day They might just be arriving there that day like you are. I'm going to tell you something you've probably never seen at an airport with a pilot. Can you guess what you've probably never seen? Uh, You've probably never seen a pilot do this at an airport. uh, Eat. Okay, that's that's a good one. How about brushing their teeth? (laughs) Urinating. Okay. Okay, they probably... So it's something they probably should not do in public, right? Well... I guess um, you've probably never seen a pilot sleep at a gate. Okay. They actually have a separate part of that airport, Atlanta airport. I don't know if it's the same for MSP. There's another separate level of the airport that none of us know about where you go down and it's a pilots and crew lounge where they have recliners that go almost flat like zero gravity chairs. Oh, wow. Where they can all nap. They have computers so that they can do sort of menial work that they need to do. They can just watch TV. They can get food. They can get coffee. All out of the purview of we, the common traveler. And that way they can't... Because a pilot sleeping before your flight is actually, you would argue, a good thing. You know, let's get them a, a cat nap, a power nap. But if you see them doing it at the gate, you're like, okay, is this guy up for the... You know, Atlanta to I Los always, Angeles. I always size them up. 
when I get on. I always Don't take us on the plane and gives you the one one I, over. I, the one's over. Yeah, I always I always take a little peek into the cockpit. I want to know how old he is. Because I don't want him too old, and I don't want him too young. Right? You know, pilots are one of that's one of the only industries where. Tell me, I don't know how you feel about ageism, but they you can only fly to a certain point, yes. then they kick you out. Yeah, it's like it's a pretty young age. It's I don't remember the exact one. My grandpa was a pilot, and he went up to the limit. Then they're like, "Well, you could be a co-pilot now." Okay. Then, oh, okay. then he went up to that limit, and they're like, "Okay, now you can be an engineer." And then. Okay. Well, do you have any idea, like, around what age? Because I I'll do find see out. older guys with, Stand like, by. completely gray hair flying. That's uh, interesting. You know what that kind of reminds me of a little bit is, remember when flight attendants used to have to be a certain height and weight? Mm-hmm. They did away with I that. I see 65 here. Yeah. And I think 60 for a pilot. And then again, and then it's that tiered thing where, yes. you know, okay. because in the cockpit, you got the pilot, the co-pilot, the engineer. Okay. And so playing different positions. Uh, what if they the did cockpit. that in radio? Oh, well, well, I'm scared. Oh, there's still time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. yeah. Let's all get yeah. our best work in now <laughs> while we can. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so it, it again is probably about 45 minutes in total length, something like that. Oh, and that's it? It's it, because oh, it's okay. a part of the docuseries. So these are like little, I, th- oh, I, I actually okay. think they're closer to 45 minutes than they are to an hour. I could be wrong on that, but I think you would enjoy. Oh, and there's a, the, the, the bloke who is the narrator is from Britannia. He is from Great Britain. And okay. so his voice is interesting as well. Like they often reference schedule. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, so so it's like watching the crown. Yeah, man. Just okay. like that. All right. Good to know. And yeah. that again is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. boy, I feel like I've been watching a lot of TV lately. I'm I finished Welcome to Chippendales. Oh, okay. That was super dark. Oh. Yeah. I made it ended real dark. Watch the reboot of the animated version of The Chipmunks. It's great. Oh, Andy that Samberg. was one of the best movies last year. Wasn't it, Holly? Yes. Excuse us, Donna. Okay, I'll be, I'll It be was so good. And I tried telling people how good it was. Their, their awareness of the nostalgia of it, the little subtle Easter eggs, I really loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was great. Okay. Chippendale Rescue Rangers had nothing to do with the end of Welcome to Chippendale. Right. Correct. Wish it would have. Which, super dark. Um, Holly, did you, have you seen Paddington or Paddington 2? Oh, yes. Was that good? They are adorable. Okay. Steve loves those. Oh, they're they fantastic. Now, Donna, have you watched the Paddington movies? I have not. Yet, I tell her, Holly, Paddington 1 had a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, Paddington 2, and 98. I don't know what you want. What, uh, Hugh Grant doesn't do it for you? Nicole Kidman, not your fancy? How do you want me to help you? I think you'll like them, Donna. Really? Yeah, they're charming. charming. Okay. In the most wonderful way. All right, maybe Colorful, I will. Colorful, whimsical, but also, you know, a little bit of a... Is there a life lesson a, in there? Oh, yeah, sure, sprinkle throughout, but that's not what you'll be watching for. There's, okay. you know, there are bad people in there. That's what we have to start with, Holly. <laughs> Yeah, they have. A, there's a bad guy in the first one. There's a bad girl in the second okay. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and delicious villains. They're wonderful. Oh, there's yeah. villains. Okay, all right. Delicious. Well said. All right. Um, I'll I'll put it on the list, guys. I'll oh. put it on the list. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I'm gonna take. I'm watching Dead to Me too. By the way, really enjoying this season. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Steve. 
<sighs> On that note. Is that um, it? <laughs> okay. Um, so, Prince Harry. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. He's got a new book coming out. And you know, just like with any other book, celebrity books that we talk about, Little bits of information from the book are trickling out. Wait till you get a load of this tidbit. Yes, it has to do with something that happened to Prince Harry. It's a medical issue. It involves (laughs) something below the belt. And we'll tell you all about it when we come right back on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Holly Roberts hangs with us for the first hour every day. Good morning. You know, if you see something or you hear something, you should say something. Don't you agree, Steve? Of course, of course I do. So you can't hold me back from this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. All right, I'll make this quick because I know it'll make you uncomfortable. There's like a hundred excerpts from Prince Harry's upcoming memoir called Spare. Okay, and this is just one of them. Harry claims he was in uh, a delicate condition during his brother Prince William's wedding to Kate Middleton. Harry said he got frostbite on several body parts after an expedition to the North Pole. This was in March of 2011. And he says um, his father, oh, he calls him Pa. Oh. Pa was very interested and sympathetic about the discomfort of my frost-nipped ears and cheeks. While the ears and cheeks were already healing, I've never heard this word before. But anyway, his ween had frostbite. What did he call it? What's the word you've never heard before? Is it a bad word? I don't know. Um, can, can I say it? I don't know what spell. the word is. Okay, it's T-O-D-G-E-R. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. T-O-D-G-E-R. Yeah. That's just a nickname. Okay. Like yeah. Willie. Yeah. Like okay. Willie. But, you know, there's already a Wills in the book, yeah. so they prob- the editor right. was like, you need to say something else. <laughs> My told you. Yeah. He says it was becoming more of an issue by the day. Why did it have frostbite? Was it exposed? It? I think that's the only way that you can get frostbite. Well, I guess you could get exposure. it through your pants. That'd have, that wind would have to be whipping pretty good. Woof. I don't think you can get it through your pants. Well, if you could get frostbite on your toes through your socks, I don't see why you couldn't. I don't. I feel like, listen, we live in a colder place than England. This would be leading the nightly news here in Minnesota during the winter. Don't forget. No, this was the North Pole. Oh, I'm sorry. I I tuned that part out. (laughs) All right. Fine. He was on an expedition. Well, to the North Pole. 
are boring, especially when you say Todger. Todger. <laughs> I just, it's just an interesting thing to share. I I saw a headline this morning that said, the book is way worse than what the royal family was anticipating. Oof. Mm. Yeah, he's getting real personal. He's really working for the money. You know what I mean? Working hard for the money. Yeah. It got accidentally leaked to, not leaked, it got released five days early in Spain. Oh, I did not hear so that. So some people have been able to get their hands on the book. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we might be starting to hear more and more I about see. this kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because there are supposed there are all these interviews leading up to the release of the book Spare. He's on 60 Minutes on Sunday, Good Morning America on Monday, Oh wow! ITV on Sunday. Wow. So I feel like, ooh, this wow. wasn't supposed to happen. Yikes. Anyway, there's a little tidbit for you for today. Happy <sighs> Friday, everybody. Cover a your weens. Todger. <laughs> I think. I, I got to Google that. I've never heard that one before. Have you? Oh, you? Is it T-A-D? No, no T-O-D. You haven't watched a lot of Monty Python, Donna, have you? It's been many, many okay. years. Yeah. <laughs> many years. That, that, that word's used in there. It was first used in the Washington Post in 1988. Huh. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Todger it is. I, um, I, have, I have a bit of news that I saw this morning that I'd like to say something about. I'll read it to you from the Morning Brew newsletter that I get. But this actually could pertain to all three of us. Oh. And maybe to some of you listening. Uh, let's see here. The Federal Trade Commission got serious and proposed a new rule yesterday that could impact everyone from big tech executives to unpaid social media interns. The potential rule would listen to this ban non compete agreements a common mechanism used by companies to keep employees from jumping ship and working for competitors. In a 2021 executive order, President Biden asked the FTC to target non-competes. And the proposal agency came up with, uh, what they came up with flexes more muscle than it has in the past. The plan would make all, listen to this, all new and existing non-competes Illegal. Wow. As well as require companies to inform employees that any previous non-compete agreements are void. Now, if you're like, wait, I don't know if I have a non-compete. Why are these even a thing? They're pitched as a way to protect trade secrets so that someone working in one company doesn't take the trade secrets and go over to the competitor. Uh, But the FTC and even the Treasury Department say these agreements are essentially trapping workers in lower wages. Putting an end to the practice could boost wages by $300 billion every year. I don't know who's doing that math, but okay. And releases workers from career inertia per the FTC. And get this, non-competes are truly everywhere. You're thinking, okay, this is executives. This is, you know, we see this all the time in radio and television contracts. Right. But they say this. There was a high-profile case in 2016 where Jimmy Johns settled a lawsuit with the Illinois State Attorney General's office saying it would not enforce its non-compete. Get this. Barred workers from making subs and sub-adjacents within a three-mile radius of any Jimmy John shops for two years. 
Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the F Federal Trade Commission's three-to-one vote in favor of this proposed rule is the first step of the agency's rulemaking process. Next up, they have this 60 days of public comment, so people can say stuff. But there's no date set for a final vote, and the plan is uh, sure to face some challenges, even if it does end up crossing the finish line. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce, which represents a lot of big, powerful corporations, threatened legal action against such a change in 2021. I would be for this rule going away, not because I want to go across the hall and work for KS95, just because for the, the mere principle of it, which is if you're a person who has moved to a place to mm-hmm. live there, mm-hmm. and then if you have to uproot your whole life as opposed to still maintaining a job in the profession that you you know work in, it just feels... Too restrictive. Just feels too restrictive. Well, it is, especially if this is like if that's your profession. Yeah. And you you can't work anywhere else in this state for two years or however long the non-compete is. Yeah. Now you have the burden of having to sell your home and find another job in another state. And it's it's a. It's a big problem. Yeah, and there's a precedent of exploitation happening with this. See what Steve just said with that case with Jimmy John's. You yeah. Know? So that's ridiculous. I mean, a guy right. wants to go and work for Subway that's two miles down the road. Right. But they're like, sorry, man, you can't due to the non, the non-compete that Jimmy John's has. Why do now, they, Jimmy they John's it. employees have non-competes? I mean, come on. You're already probably... Not making, you know, a high wage. Well, exactly, Donna. And this was deemed back in 2016. uh, That practice was deemed unlawful by the New York Attorney General's office. So that was stopped because of the things that you were citing. Got it. Yeah. Well, the other thing is there. I I think I may have misunderstood what a right to work state is because I think there's 28 states. Minnesota is one of them. I think I thought it it had to do with like, hey, I have the right to work. You can't keep me from working, and this is the field that I work in. Mm-hmm. But I think it has more to do with unions than it does mm-hmm. with that. So see how they did the tricky branding there. Here's yep. what here's what my uh, solution would be. First of all, I think they should just get rid of them. I just don't think that they're uh, good. I don't think that they come from a good place. They come from a very controlling place. The non-compete clauses. The non-compete clauses. Here would be my suggestion. If they really wanted to keep them, okay, you can for up to, let's set a period of time, let's say six months six or months. a year, but you have to pay it out. You have to pay the person. Yeah, you know, and they don't want to do that. Uh, uh-uh. by they I mean like the global employer. Yeah, yeah, right. Freedom, right? Donna, yell freedom. Freedom. Nice. Thanks. I think All it's right. time for a sandwich. Yeah, Steve. Let's <laughs> go. I could go for have a sandwich. sandwiches. Oh, All right, Holly. Sandwiches. You have a great weekend. Oh, you yeah, guys Holly. too. Thanks, man. We'll be back on Monday. Hollywood, too. We'll be back next hour as well. Holly worked the morning show, so she gets to roam about the cabin now. Uh, Mike the Mensch is coming in next. Oh, yeah, and we have a new song from Shania Twain. Finally. Yeah, and and, uh, Quavo. Yes, Quavo has a new song as well. New song. Oh, and that's probably a movie one. We'll get to it next. Donna Steve.